They only come out at night. They're mean, rude, and dead. Not them. Them. There's a hundred of those things out there. How many did you say? A hundred? The dead are refusing to remain buried. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to call the boss. They've come back to life. They're hungry. And they're not vegetarians. The graveyard out there is full of people coming out of the ground. We have a little problem. What the hell is going on there? Rabbit weasels. What? More brains. They're back from the grave and ready to party. The return of the living dead. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gbnation.com. Welcome back to the day you call this a movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. And with me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, friends. Hello. And uh, in honor of trash, I am doing this entire podcast nude. So Wait a minute. Just let everybody know. That's... Wait, hold on. Trash doesn't do it nude. Yep. Wait. Oh, it is. Tr- okay, for some reason I got. That's a terrible name for a female. Trash. There's also suicide. Spider. Scuzz. Spider. Scuzz. Uh, yes, that's right. We're uh, we're moving right along with 31 Days of Horror for our third podcast this month, and that is none other than 1985's The Return of the Living Dead, directed by Dan O'Bannon. Gentlemen, Return of the Living Dead. What are your thoughts? It's pure 80s cheese, and I love it. I love it so much. I wish I could inject this into my veins. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a. I wish there was more 80s in this movie. It's I don't already think there's it's critical mass. There, yeah. There's not enough 80s in this movie. Like right. everything down to the ending is 80s. <laughs> it, it. This is the most 80s movie that ever 80s before. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, before watching this, I had seen bits and pieces. And really, the only thing I had in memory was the screenshot of all of them in the car. Okay. You know, okay. The, all the punks. Right. In the car. Um, that was my mo- only vivid memory of this. Um, that was your only vivid memory? <laughs> no, 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 no. From before watching this. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, all right. Was, I, I've this, seen, like, this was the, your first watch. watch first full watch, correct? yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All the way through. Um, so it, w- it was interesting to see that that photo was probably might have been the least 80s. <laughs> of any part of this movie <laughs> like well, down to the you know the line delivery and the direction and you know being a little more humor based in its horror you know at times you know and it's just uh, the way it ended it was just like oh it's like oh okay they they went full for this aesthetic i see <laughs> i'll tell you what I made the ballsy decision. The first time I ever watched this movie was at work. So there was like a span of like 15 minutes where I couldn't watch. But that's, I didn't realize it was, I knew it would probably be not safe for work. I didn't realize how not safe for work it was. Right. Was this uh, skyscraper levels of things you shouldn't have watched in work? Uh, I mean, skyscraper was real quick, I feel, right? If, no. <laughs> no, it, it was only a couple minutes. <laughs> Wasn't it? Sure. I, there's probably it, it's probably less runtime than this movie. Yeah, I mean, because there's obviously the 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 one woman who's just naked through. I'd say probably twenty twenty five minutes in, and then that's it. The rest of the movie, she's naked. Yep. So there was a lot of times where I couldn't watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I watched this was in college. Once again, much like in Reanimator. Uh, my roommate Rob put this on. It's a it's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. I really don't have much more to say about that. <laughs> uh, Honestly, it's one of my one of my favorite zombie movies. It's because it's it's kind of different than the uh, Night of the Living Dead. It, it is, obviously is very different than Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. But they they really up the gore factor with this. I, yeah. I'm trying to think. 
because obviously the quintessential zombie movie is Night of the Living Dead. Yes. And then you had uh, Dawn of the Dead, which was pretty pretty gory for its time. But this one, this is when they really introduced that zombies eat brains. Yeah. And that that trope has lived on pretty much ever since. Yeah, because uh, the zombies from Romero's uh, didn't specifically eat brains. They just ate people, really. Yeah, yeah, they would just chow down on limbs yeah. and whatever. This, and this trope spawned the uh, four seasons of a TV show that was based all around this trope. Yeah. Was it I Zombie? I Zombie. There you go. Yeah, where she would eat the brains and then take on their personality, and that's how she'd solve cases. And it's also a really fun Treehouse of Horror episode. Yep, there you go. Yeah. So this movie had a lot to do with the zombie mythos mm-hmm. in pop culture. And that's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. It also contains quite possibly my favorite design of any zombie ever. Oh, yeah. The tar zombie. Yeah, tar man. He's very creepy. Yeah. It's it's wild. Uh, just And just the movements of him, too, when he's, like, chasing after Tina. Mm-hmm. are just like just like wacky inflatable arm man sort of thing going <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, he moves perfectly uh he pretty much again i maybe it's the uh i'm trying to think like the the tent pole maybe I, I might be using the wrong phrase but he's the one that how other zombies move now they maybe they mimic him yeah, because they kind of they don't they don't walk with their arms straight out like Frankenstein's monster. They'll kind of like shamble around and it's uh again it, this for how hokey and cheesy this film is, <laughs> it's really a trendsetter. Yeah, this movie is directed by Dan O'Bannon. Only directed one other movie in his life, uh, The Resurrected, but he did. He is credited screenwriter for Alien. Dead and Buried, Life Force, and Total Recall. Oh, so he's batting, you know, what did you say, two, uh, two out of four? Uh, I think Dead and Buried is a very excellent movie if you haven't seen it. I've never seen it. It's pretty well done. Okay. Uh, this has an IMDb rating of 7.3 and a Rotten Tomato score of 91%. Wow. Has a budget is, of $4 million. Is the highest one that we've ever it reviewed? Might be. Might be. Wow. This is a budget of $4 million and made $14.2 million in the box office. There you go. Stars Clue Gulliger, James Caron, Don Calfa, Jewel Shepard, Miguel A. Nunez Jr., and Linnea Quigley as the aforementioned trash. I think everyone in this movie really shines. The acting isn't bad at all, in my opinion. Even Again, even though it's very like trashy and hokey like, everyone's just constantly yelling at each other <laughs> yeah. but but it's it's so great i love it and then yeah. clue uh gulliger is I, I think he might be my favorite character bert yeah he's great yeah he's great when uh he sees tells uh spider open up open up i'm gonna knock that guy's head clean off his shoulder <laughs> it's talking about the tar zombie yeah Poor man and yeah, he does. He does. Oh, he swings for the fences on he that thing. He knocks his fucking block off right at <laughs> Tina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the head bounces off the two of them. There, there's so many highlights in this movie. It's really pretty. I, I, I remember thinking when I was a kid and I saw the the box art for it, and it, it kind of creeped me out because again, you know, I'm a kid. But I was really interested in it because it just looked really cool, and because, because the zombies are like punk zombies. Yeah. So I, I didn't really know what to, t- to think of it. I only the first time I saw it was last year, 31 years old. Oh wow. I know it took me forever to see it. I'm really glad that I saw it. Yeah. This whole movie, if you had to describe it in one word or two words, I guess, would be just punk rock. Mm-hmm. It's got a very punk rock attitude. Yeah. Yeah. The. I really enjoyed the different level of care each the zombies were given. Like at some point they were just like, ah, just all green. Right. Zombie. (laughs) And at other points, things are falling off them where they have some kind of costume on. Yeah. Well, Well, just imagine how long it would take for makeup for that. (laughs) There's the one zombie that literally like it, it freaked Jen and I out. The, uh, the amputee zombie. Oh yeah, no, that's that a real cre- good creepy movement. That's that thing. right, because it's like running on nubs. Yeah. It's it's 
I forgot about that. I, even I was like, oh, that's really – that's messed up. And so <laughs> Jen thinks, like, oh, how did they do that? Like, I think that was just an amputee. Yeah, most definitely. But, yeah, yeah. To, Mike, to Mark's point, there are scenes where there's, like, hundreds of zombies and much like mm-hmm. – um, the work in Dawn of the Dead, where there is a point where it's just like, all right, uh, you're gonna, everyone's going to sit in the chair for like three minutes, right? We'll, as fast as we can. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put a little dirt on you. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah. was the uh, corpse zombie the last one done? Because they just spray painted his body green or yellow uh, are you or whatever. About, are you talking about the cadaver? The cadaver. Yeah. I don't. Know, I'm not sure. I guess that's just kind of. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's supposed to be. It was yellow because it was supposed to be treated. As a cadaver yeah, would be like okay. embalmed and everything. Embalmed. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but he is like he looks like Simpson yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. There's a part. So the cadaver when it rushes out of the uh, cold storage, mm-hmm. his crack is not all painted. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little continuity error there. Yeah, you see zombie crack. <laughs> yeah, little, you do Who see the hell a was lot supposed of, to watch uh, out for the crack. Right. Yeah, there, there was no uh, crack specialist there. <laughs> it was, uh, but it's still pretty jarring. Yeah. You, you see a naked dude run, running at you, no matter what color he is, it's going to be uh, pretty scary. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I like, I like in in that whole scene where Ernie, Bert tells Ernie to like man up and like to kill the thing, and the entire time Ernie's just like, oh geez, I don't know, man. Oh God, he's just. I, I, I love to, the back I and forth. You. Ernie is the uh, the mortician. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Frank. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Between Bert and Frank, there was there was a lot of good chemistry there. Yeah. And it's pretty much just Bert telling Frank to just you know suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Haven't you seen a reanimated corpse before? <laughs> I love the I love the one. Even Ernie's zombie. a good one. I love the one zombie that comes out of the ground and still has eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing Jen says. How would that be possible? Well, obviously it's even, not. I think it even has like eyelids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, clearly that that's what you take away from this whole thing. Not that a zombie, like a skeleton, is rising up from the the ground. It's just, like, how do it have eyes? Yeah. Like, yeah. You kind of have to suspend your disbelief a little bit here. Yeah. And, and it all this movie also introduced that zombies may have some intelligence to them. Oh, they have. They are very smart. Yeah. 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 Yeah, between more cops yeah tarman using uh oh what you call it? Uh, like a a wench, a wench a to try and open the door and send more cops yeah and they, the one cop standing there with the light to <laughs> signal them to where to come in oh that's right yeah <laughs> yeah they, they knew how to work a transistor radio and uh they knew how to i guess radio in for more victims yeah, and they just always got the drop on everybody. Yeah, yeah, they they would like gorilla ambush anyone who came out. Yeah, so yeah, so what I was trying to say is that zombies in this movie are the greatest gorilla soldiers of the last fifty years. Yeah. Now, yeah. would they beat our troops? Ooh, I don't know. Well, because they don't really go up against the troops here. <laughs> they don't. Right. Some of those cops Although, could be troops. You don't know. That's true. Yeah, retired troops or wannabe troops. Yeah. Uh. I, I don't I think they do beat the troops if I'm being honest. Yeah. Because the these zombies don't die when you shoot the brain. It's true. Right? They're all I guess self uh how would you say it? They're each their individual parts move individually, I guess. Right? Yeah. They're you right you hack off the arm, the arm still moves. Mm-hmm. They're they're independent of them of the body itself, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how you I don't know how you beat them because obviously they they burn them and that just right. made things worse. Right, you can just well, why does it constantly rain when you burn them? It's that acid rain, man. I guess, but it's very acid rain was a big thing in the eighties. That was that was like a huge thing. It's like quicksand. It was like one of those things that you heard about when you were a kid and like, oh man, I hope I. Uh, I hope I never encounter that. It's like you would never in your wildest imagination ever encounter either of them. On the (laughs) East Coast, right, of of the United States, there's very little quicksand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't – I might have had a after-school special type of movie on acid rain. I can't remember. But I I I do like in science books, science about like acid rain. So like obviously because our books were 20 years old at that time and it was a thing. True. I guess it was a – a thing in the 80s. So was that 1985's version of climate change? Yeah. 
Okay. Acid rain, ozone layer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people were just really getting into the ozone layer, I guess, right? Yeah, you yeah. gotta stop using that Aquanet. <laughs> true. <laughs> the, the 80s single-handedly created the hole in the ozone layer. <laughs> well, you could thank uh, who are the Gen Xers. Is that Gen X? Yep. Yeah, thank them for Most, that. Mostly the just the just poison. The band Poison was responsible for it. <laughs> Motley Crue. <Yeah. laughs> White Snake probably a little bit too. Yeah, you could throw Van Halen in there. Yeah. Maybe just David Lee Roth. Yeah. <laughs> David Lee Roth was probably just standing on the balcony, just spraying hairspray. Spray. Into his... yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Earth. <laughs> just making and just making nonsensical noises. Doodlebop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh. So so this movie did two things. It introduced us to uh, the zombies that we know today. And helped us uh, fix the ozone layer. Or raise the awareness on the ozone layer. So yeah. this movie was woke. It was pretty woke of, for the 80s. For the 80s. It was sort of woke. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the most tough punk-looking guy has shown his feelings in this movie. Yeah. That's, that's he has true. a very emo moment. He, yeah. And there's diversity within the group of punks. There are. Miguel yeah. A. Nunez, a.k.a. And, Joanna Mann. And the, yeah. and the uh, as you just mentioned, the... Uh, the person of color in that group is the smartest one in the group, which is an oddity. Yeah, yeah. he survives to the Perfect end too. He does, yeah. yeah. It's uh, himself and Bert, I think, make it out, right? Oh no, it's none of them, them make it them out really. Two? Well, nobody technically makes it out alive, but it's right. it's them two. It's Tina and Ernie. Well, Tina right? and Ernie are in the attic. Oh yeah, they get it right because uh, Freddie breaks through. Yeah, but we don't know what happens. Right, it looked like Ernie was getting ready to put her put her down as soon mm-hmm. as anything bad happened. That's very uh, chivalrous of him. Yep, it's a good move. Ernie's a Ernie good dude. Ernie was pretty good, even Although, though he was a bastard. Apparently, he was a good guy. Yeah, um, there are notes in the trivia where it alludes to the fact that they that he might be a Nazi in hiding. Wait, in real life or the movie? In the movie. Okay. That what? There are there are very slight uh, allusions to him of being a Nazi. Like there are some like yeah, I he think says he's a German a, phrase at one point. He says a German phrase. He's listening to German classical music. I think there's a poster. Oh, there's a picture of like Ava Braun in in, his, <sighs> in the more in the uh, embalming room. Wow. Yeah. That's very subtle. It's real. It's very subtle. It's all. It's in the trivia though. You're interested in all the notes it, that were. Is like, that what he the, the German phrase? Is that when he says it's like raining like cats and dogs or something like that? If, something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When he looks out the window, he says something. Yeah. Yeah. And Jen and I we were thinking like, what the hell did he just say? And so now he basically said, uh, "Hail Hitler," I guess. Yeah. yeah basically. Oh, <laughs> so that's what all German is, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, yeah. That, that's a that's a gut punch. I liked Ernie. Now I yeah, I have cool. to kind of go go back and reassess my thoughts yeah that is that is problematic for this movie to make us root mm. for a nazi yeah and because he's a good guy he didn't when when bert and freddie he was just and, following orders dan oh, well hold on <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> when when bert brings over the uh the rabid weasels right like yeah we're gonna burn like no don't do that that's cruel i wouldn't do that so he's a if he's a nazi He's at least a, a not terrible Nazi. Is that a thing? There's no such thing as a not terrible Nazi, right? That's like a that's an oxymoron. Right. Yeah. So if anything, but, this movie tricks us. Yeah. Yeah. It they lull us, us into a it's false like, sense of because it's so subtle. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you like Ernie, huh? Well, do you like Nazis, Nazis? huh? <laughs> oh, we, you must yeah. love Nazis, you Nazi lover. And he he carries a German Walther. P38 yep. as his gun. Oh shit. Ernie's a Nazi, guys. <laughs> Ernie's a Nazi. <laughs> oh no. You, you guys aren't getting to see the beauty of this on video, but um Dan's head just literally exploded <laughs> in that Yeah, moment. because I liked him. Now, oh jeez. Why would they throw that in there? Right? There's really no reason for it. No. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah, the only one in this whole movie I was rooting for was Spider. I'm like that man has the right ideas about everything going on here. I, I liked Bert. I think I think Bert was a pretty uh, straight shooter. He was he was like 
Maybe he goes, we can go up into the into the attic and nail it shut, and there's no way they can get up here. And Spider's like, ah, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's one great edit. It's towards the end of the movie where Bert and Spider are arguing who's gonna drive. So Spider says, I'll drive, and then Bert says, No, I'll drive. And there's a quick cut to Spider and says, Hey, fuck you. And then it just <laughs> it, it cuts back to Bert. It's like, all right, ready? I'm like, well, well, hold on one second. And they, they solved that problem real quick. Yeah. Just an interesting edit choice. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess it's time to get into the plot at this point. We've talked through most of it already. But uh... yeah. Go through it. Uh, but before we do, we're going to take a second to uh, hear a word from front of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrew. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back, and it's time to get into the plot of The Return of the Living Dead from 1985. We open up, it's July 3rd, 1984. At Unita Medical Supply Company. I guess suppose is that supposed to be a, a play on words? You need a medical supply company. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. need it. We got it. It said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're at the warehouse. The foreman Frank showing around Freddie, who's a new hire, showing off uh, all their wares. Uh, they sell. They package stuff up like fake skeletons and cadavers, and I guess they send them to like medical schools and all that kind of crap. Um, we also meet up with Bert, who is the uh, the owner of the medical supply company, or at least the warehouse. Uh, he's knocking off for the day, and uh, these guys are there for the rest of the night. And then we uh, quickly meet the most ragtag group of punk teens ever. Yeah, one They're thing before we dressed... skip over that, I like the weird subplot or whatever they drop in about that they get the skeletons from India, and that you know they must have a farm in India. Because yeah, it's pretty racist. I, we tried I, to, yeah. I tried to skip over that because it was super racist, Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. No, so, I'm just, so, no, I'm just that kidding. That was the reason I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> so, I'm just kidding. Did Mark, Mark, were you the one who brought up that uh, Ernie was a Nazi or was that you, Ant? It was Ant. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Mark is just dropping all the hate on us today. <laughs> yeah. But now it's it's one and one, so I got to I gotta keep no, my mouth shut. I'm just kidding, <laughs> Yeah, that but, uh, was too great, but we can ignore it because they quickly drop it. <laughs> um, yeah, we, so we meet the most ragtag group of punks ever, each one dressed different than the next, <laughs> uh, including Tina, who is dressed very preppily. And we get we meet Spider, we meet Suicide, we meet Trash, played by Nolania Quigley, who has the worst uh, wig I've ever seen. Yeah, for uh, sure. And, and it's he... just it's it's accentuated because she spends the rest of the time naked. So it's the only thing she's wearing, more or less. Yeah, and it was definitely a costume that was worked backwards mm-hmm. from how she ends up in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, still a poor choice. Can, can I say one thing, though? Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um, Le- uh, how do you, Lena Quigley? Linea. Linea? Linea. Linea. The thigh highs, those are my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> I'm a sucker for thigh highs, man. Well, I uh, before she was named Trash, the character was originally going to be named Legs. So there you go. And for days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we uh, we cut back to Frank. He starts talking to Freddy about talking about Night of the Living Dead and how it's a true story, um, and that the real bodies were accidentally shipped to the actual warehouse that they were in, and they're in the basement. You want to go see? And Freddy doesn't kind doesn't really say yes, but Frank <laughs> shows him anyway. So he brings him down, shows him like these bodies that are in containers. Freddy asks if those containers leak. Frank says no, immediately hits it, and it immediately leaks all over them. Yeah, the the reverse Fonzie. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Army Corps of Engineers uh, coming through again in the clutch. First, say, this, this movie's anti-troops. Yeah. First this, and 20 years later, Katrina. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't endorse any of this podcast, <laughs> other than that I, uh, the Return of the Living Dead is awesome. Elenia Quigley's thigh highs. I was just, oof, jeez. <laughs> Uh yeah, so they those guys get sprayed with a with some sort of chemical. They get knocked out, and then we have credits. Yeah, I love a good opening, good opening credits scene. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's a lost art form, really, except for James Bond movies. Yeah, yeah, yes. they they're only ones who really put a lot of thought into their opening. Yeah, and we get a scene with an army colonel who seems a little out of place at first. And then we see him interact with his wife. They have a very cold relationship. He's like, what are we having for dinner? Like, oh, your favorite lamb chops. Uh, I had it for lunch. Who eats lamb chops for lunch, first of all? I don't know. There's an army colonel that's probably just getting wined and dined all day. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, that's not a very, that's not a normal lunch uh, meal, I would say. Yeah, and and the wallpaper in this room was... Just, I couldn't tell if it was out of place or if that was just like that was what the 80s thought was like oh this guy's living high society he has some kind of like you know old historical thing going on on his wallpaper in the background I will be yeah. honest I did not notice the wallpaper oh, okay. <laughs> it's like some kind of it looks like it looks like Egypt you okay. know or, or Greece or something like some kind uh, of historical thing I don't know it just caught my eye because you know it was right behind the wife there the uh, the cheesecake factory aesthetic yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, this is this is upper class, right? Yeah. They would do this. So we have the we have this this scene because the army colonel is the one that's on call um, at all times to help try and locate these missing bodies that are in this uh, this warehouse. They have no idea where it is. Uh, they were shipped mistakenly off, and he has to. I guess he has a whole bunch of equipment in his house. Because he's on call 24/7 in case somebody finds these uh, these uh, containers. So then we get a cut, and the punks are driving to the warehouse. They're friends with Freddy. They're gonna pick him up at 10 o'clock, but they show up about two hours early, so they don't know what to do. Luckily, there's a cemetery right next door, and then they just decide to go fool around in there with their big old 80s boombox. <laughs> That's okay. another thing that's lost. We need the the 80s boombox back. <laughs> For the Bluetooth speaker. Well, there there was a guy at the Comic Con who who had a was dressed as one of the Joker's henchmen from the 1989 Batman film. Oh yeah. And he had the boombox with him. I was like, man, this guy's my hero. I wish that this would make a comeback. Everything else is making a comeback except for the boombox. Was it a real boombox or was it a? Oh no, it was real. It was real. Uh, oh, was yeah. he playing Prince the whole time? He was playing Party Man. <laughs> party Man, Party Man. That's the most you're gonna get from it, but it's uh, it was awesome. Uh, so Freddie and Frank wake up after an hour or so being knocked out. Uh, they notice some things are amiss. Their half dogs that they have in stock start coming to life, start barking. Um, also, the cadaver in the freezer starts banging on the door, and they start freaking out, like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" And uh, Freddy goes to Frank. He's like, he calls him like a stu, a, you you idiot, something like that. You fucking yeah. idiot. And then Frank's like, "You'll watch your mouth if you like this job," which I thought was hilarious because it's like, <laughs> this is the kid's first day on the job. Fuck no, would I like it? <laughs> I would not I, be afraid of losing that job that day. I think he even says that, right? He's like, fuck this job, man. <laughs> uh, so Frank doesn't know what to do, so he decides to call Bert. Then uh, we cut to punks are hanging out in the cemetery. And this is where uh, Trash starts getting all hot and bothered. And about think, death. She starts thinking about death Dying. and what her... Her worst imagined death is is where a whole bunch of old men eat her alive. It's very specific. Yeah, very specific, and will come to play later, I guess. Um, and then all of a sudden, she just strips off her clothes immediately and gets down to just the nitty gritty. She's all I, in her birthday suit. I, I love that this is a common occurrence because at least one or two of them go. Somebody get the lights over here. Trash is taking her clothes off again. <laughs> there you go. It's happening again. And then she just starts to dance on some sort of, some poor sap's grave. Uh, <laughs> right. That, that's something that gets overlooked. Like there, That is not only like, it's just so disrespectful. Well, well, suicide makes mention of it. 
Yep. Yeah. And she starts hump, humping against him. He's like, have some, show some respect for the dead, man. Which is the. I don't know what to make of this group. These people don't belong together at all. No. <laughs> I don't think any of them like each other except for uh, Tina and, and uh, Freddie. Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide basically says you guys, you guys are dicks to me. All you, you only call me whenever you need a ride. He definitely had, he's a softy. Suicide had some, he had some issues, man. I, I have ideas costume, too. man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going places. I have ideas. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Right. I think I think this this think this jacket's just a costume. Yeah, he's he's definitely the the most he's definitely the softest punk rocker in the history <laughs> of punk rock. Yep. He he's Green Day now. Ooh man. And that, I'm a Green That's Day fan. Soft. That's soft as His, hell. And eyeliner. Soft like a velvet product. child. <laughs> it is very, very soft, and I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he there, she starts dancing, and God bless her. She is naked for 90% of this movie. Yeah, and it's not, it's not terrible, I'll tell you that much, folks. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, then, we cut from them, after she starts dancing, Bert shows up to the warehouse, and he is pissed. Calls them just a couple idiots. And he's like, all right, well, uh, in Night of the Living Dead, you had to destroy the brain. So that's exactly what we're going to do, right? So you idiots did this, so you're going to do it. Hands Frank an axe, and he's like, all right, open it up. And as soon as they open it up, the cadaver attacks Bert. Doesn't get bit, though. Um, I, I, I love that they make it the most inconvenient lock possible for that. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a dial lock. Right. Not even like a key. So he's got to yell the instructions on how to open the door <laughs> while, while this kid is trying. He has this zombie banging and yelling at him. Right. Also, why? Clearly, Freddy is he's in control of himself there. Whereas, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, not Bert. It's uh, Frank. Frank. Frank is having like a meltdown mm-hmm. the, the entire time. He's, he looks like he's about to shit himself. Mm-hmm. So why not have Frank open up the door and let Freddy take care of the uh, the cadaver? Yeah, I don't know. I guess he felt. I guess he didn't want to put the kid in harm's way. Maybe. It's the entire time, all their Bert is just constantly yelling. Yep. Freddy is constantly yelling, and Frank is constantly like getting yelled at <laughs> by everybody. That's, that probably would nice. happen in a situation like this, in if that happened in real life. Everybody would be yelling at each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, the, the rest of the movie is just everyone yelling at each other. Yeah. Um, so uh, eventually they, they get the cadaver on the floor. They put the axe through his skull, but he's still walking around. Um, they put an axe through his skull. They chop of his head. Uh, his body's still running around. The head's still sort of alive. Eventually they tie him up. And they, uh, Bert gets the idea of if it's if you can't. If destroying the brain isn't going to work, then perhaps burning it. Luckily, there's a moratorium across the street, so we're going to go there. And they say, well, how are we going to get it over across the street? Basically, the plan is to chop them up into a little bit bitty pieces, put them mm-hmm. in different bags, and bring them across the street. There's a part where they so they go to the crematorium, and they say, and Ernie says that the heart would be the last thing remaining. And Bert says, well, we don't want the heart around. Why? Who cares? Right. What's the heart going to do? Yeah. It'll just beat right. incessantly forever. <laughs> right. I think someone wrote a book about that. Yeah. Oh, there's another <laughs> another Simpson episode. I think yeah. it was The Simpsons, right? Yeah. It's the bleeding of that hideous heart. I mean, I think I hear something. <laughs> uh, the punks are still hanging out in the cemetery. Trash is still naked. Where suicide is still ha- is having some real feelings. Get used to that whole thing, by the way. Just her being, because I think she maybe puts on a, a shirt for a, a few seconds. She puts on a shirt back. and a towel, and like in the next scene, she immediately loses the towel, and she's Donald Duck in it for yeah. for a while. <laughs> oh, it's so great, <laughs> oh, man! This, out of all the movies that we've witnessed nudity in, this is my favorite one. Yeah, it's it, funny though because it just. You get so desensitized by it after right. a while. It's like it's normal. Like, yeah. yeah. It becomes just, 
uh, status quo. It's like you start not even realizing that she's naked anymore. It becomes her her costume. Right. And even even Jen, like, is this gonna be the whole time? Like, yep. <laughs> and that she's not she's not going away anytime soon either. Uh, so that's really the only point of that scene is that suicide has some real feelings when trash is basically uh, rubbing her vagina up against his leg and he yeah. can't be bothered with her her womanly advances because he's got feelings that he needs to take care of. You gotta he's take care of you first, suicide. Right. Right. What's the saying? If you can't help yourself, how are you gonna help others? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he helps anybody in this movie, but <laughs> yeah, if she if if she really wanted some action that night, she just should have went up to the nerd in the suit. Mm, mm-hmm. He would have been game for anything. Poindexter was ready. He was ready to fuck anything that night. But she's not that kind of girl. Just because she gets naked at the drop of a hat doesn't mean she's that kind of girl, Mark. All right. She well, only had she only had eyes for uh, suicide. suicide. <laughs> Which kind of sounds weird. Yeah. Well, she did talk about death and dying a lot, so maybe it was supposed to be a play on words. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Just getting cozy to suicide. Uh, I mean, they did sneak a secret Nazi by us. Yeah. And it's entirely possible. <laughs> did you, this, did movie's, you... this movie's playing 4D chess. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, and we're just playing checkers. Uh, did you see the in the background? I think it was in the, uh, the warehouse. There was a billboard for, uh, oh, who was it? Uh, Nixon. There was a, a big shot of Nixon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe there's symbolism behind that. Yeah. It, it, anything goes with this movie, guys. Yeah. We it ha- could be anything. We have Nazis and racism and Nixon. It's and thigh highs. <laughs> it's 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 no whole part. Can't, can't forget about the thigh highs. No, I never will. And we uh, they're also playing 40 chess by naming the embalmer Ernie to go along with Bert. Because Ernie and Bert, you get it, guys? You get it? But apparently that's not, that that was just happenstance from what I read. Sure. Sure. You think so? I mean, I could see it being just, uh, you know, a coincidence. I mean, that is a pretty Come, big coincidence. Coming from a guy that has come up with names for characters a lot, it's never a coincidence. So you're, are you going to do Bert and Ernie now? Maybe. Maybe. Snuffleupagus? Listen, Maybe. Sesame Street was in the 80s. Yeah, it, I mean, it counts. Yeah, it several be. decades. Yeah. Happened. It could be as simple as this guy was writing the script and coming up with the characters while his child was watching Sesame Street. Yeah, and he it just could have been that simple. Think about it for sure. You know, mm-hmm. but it, it, there is definitely it was it was meant you know in that way. It's not he didn't just pick Burton Ernie as two random names out of a hat. Real quick, and then we'll we'll move on with the uh, the plot. The cannon at the end of the film apparently was a World War II German howitzer. So case closed. Nazis. <laughs> Nazis. Nazis. This I denounced this movie. <laughs> yeah, one of the heroes of this movie is a secret Nazi. <laughs> what does that say about us? I well, we're not very good on picking up the uh, the hints, I guess. This is the the most subtle thing I've ever like. This this is the subtlest thing I've ever heard though. They, and they really, but the, the it's there. It's all there for us to see. <laughs> Right, he's speaking German. Yep. He's he carries a German pistol. They they have a German tank for God's yeah. sake. Is, is Dan O'Bannon still alive? I don't know. Uh, if he is, actually, I think he had died. If he, but if he's still alive, I'm going to ask him why <laughs> on Twitter. Died in 2009. Hmm. Ah. Yeah, Rest in peace, sir. He he takes it to the grave. Yeah. Maybe one of the writers are around. Oh, maybe I'll ask one of them. <laughs> But anyway, what's with uh, all the Nazism in this? Yeah, movie? what's with the Nazi stuff? Well, what's uh, wrong with Nazis? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so uh, Bert shows up, and uh, Ernie is working on a cadaver. He kind of shows him uh, how he works the rigor mortis out of uh, these bodies. Bert asks him for foreshadowing. A favor. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Bert asks him for a favor. Says he's got a whole bag of weasels, <laughs> rabid weasels, <laughs> he needs to get rid of, and uh, he needs to put them in his incinerator. Despite Ernie giving a lot of better things to do with the rabbit weasels, Bert insists that they need to put him in the incinerator. Uh, Ernie's not buying it, so Bert's like, all right, uh, I'll show you what's going on. And he, they remove one of the arms from the cadaver, 
And obviously, uh, Ernie figures out that they are not trying to burn rabid weasels. Yeah, yeah, pretty quickly. And and I know it was for movie effect to have it be the arm, but why wouldn't they have picked you know something that couldn't grab Ernie? I, don't I know, think it was just a just a coincidence. Whatever they picked first. Yeah, I love how zombies always have like these this kung fu grip. Yep. On things here in Reanimator, yeah. just like. I'm gonna grab this guy's leg and his his pant and rip off half of his pants. <laughs> yeah, I, I but that's in they're like super strong, right? I don't know what happens. It's, Why it's, it's, you would think when you die, Maybe but that bird. doesn't make you strong, right? Have you Why ever would that been make you strong? How Only do you know? once. I don't remember being that strong. Uh, I missed the I missed the perfect opportunity. Only in my pants. Uh, <laughs> well we could cut it yeah there we go only in my pants guys bam oh dan yeah that's our dan (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh the punks are still in the cemetery uh it's about 10 o'clock at this point so this tina decides to go to the warehouse to pick up freddie and then we get back to uh bert and kind of gives ernie the rundown of everything that's happened um, so he decides Ernie is going to burn up the bag of the, uh, bags of the cadaver. And if, uh, they're like, well, we don't want the heart. We don't want the heart left. Well, he's like, well, then I'll turn it up even higher and burn the ashes too of that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, so a, I, I never heard of burning the ashes off by making it, you know, hotter. hotter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, they put a, the cadaver in the incinerator, incinerator, the, uh, cadaver starts burning, the smoke starts going up to the sky and uh, starts creating some acid rain. And the punks, who are still in the cemetery, uh, start getting burned. And they start running around. Uh, trash, still naked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a trash update. Still yeah, naked. Still naked. Tina, uh, she hides in the warehouse. Uh, so at this point, they're uh, hiding under cover of a kind of a mausoleum. While the rain starts seeping into the graves. At this point, Freddie and Frank, who are with, uh, in the embalming room with the Bert and Ernie, uh, <laughs> they start to feel sick, and they start going nuts. Uh, Frank tries to make a run for it. Uh, Ernie brings them back in, and they call the paramedics. At this point, the car- corpses start rising from the graves, and uh, the punks uh, try and flee the cemetery. Meanwhile, uh, Tina heads to the, to the basement of the warehouse, and this is yeah. where she uncovers the tar man zombie and starts yeah. chasing after her. Yeah, who, who may be, as you said earlier, maybe the best looking zombie in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool look. It's uh, I I would say it's one of the best looking zombies ever. Yeah, um, it's definitely a very uh, I'm trying to it's very unique. Yeah. And I think he shows up, and again, he shows up in pop culture a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a very iconic zombie uh, yeah. zombie design. That's right. Uh, iconic, yes. It yes. is definitely iconic. Yeah. So Chase ensues. She goes. She tries around the steps. One of the uh, the steps breaks. She falls through. Eventually, she hides in a closet. Then the ba- the punks uh, wind up going into the warehouse. They hear Tina screaming. They run to the basement and. Uh, the tar man is, is using a wench to try and open the closet. He successfully does. Um, and the first one down there is our, is our boy Suicide. Yeah. Suicide our, mission. Yeah. Because he gets he, he gets, gets it immediately. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does he ever come back as a zombie or is he just dead? I think he's just dead. Uh, yeah, I don't I think don't we see, see him again. again. He I just don't, straight on his head. The only, the only one who comes back, as far as I know, is Trash. Yeah, I think so. Right, and besides I mean, Freddie and Frank, but right, but they're never bitten. Yeah, yeah, they just turn because of the gas. Yeah, but yeah. Su- suicide goes down without a fight, man. The the toughest looking one. Yeah, goes down in a whimper. It's and pretty it just sad. Goes to show you, man. You can't judge punks by their. Maybe that's what it was, right? Don't judge a punk just by by how he looks. Yeah. He could be. He's a person with yeah. feelings and a brain. Yeah, that zombies want to eat. Yeah, there you go. At this point. <laughs> Uh, trash is actually clothed, uh, yes. but as she runs up the steps away from the tar monster, she loses her pants, <laughs> which I think is really just a towel. Yeah. And she's Donald Ducking it for the rest of the, 
the moment, as I mentioned, um, when the paramedics show up, they start examining Freddie and Frank. They do a number of tests, they do blood pressure, and temperature, and all that kind of stuff. And they come to the conclusion that uh, through all the tests, these guys are technically dead, but mm-hmm. obviously they are not. Right, so they have a body temperature of 70 degrees. Yes. There no, no pulse. pulse. And yeah. the, the blood pooling in the back. Mm-hmm. And these guys are goners. Yeah. And they get so annoying with it. When they so when you try to move them, they just shout the entire time. <laughs> like yeah, so they start, they're they're being moved. Everything is pain. Right, and oh my God, we get it. They're in pain. <laughs> I, again, if there's one fault to this movie, it's just so much yelling. There's and a I, lot of noise. It's I, noisy. I get it because yes, you're being chased by the undead and it's scary. But oh my God, guys, inside voice every now and then, please. <laughs> Yeah, so the punks run out of the warehouse. They run through the rain in the cemetery. Corpses start rising. Um, there's a lot of running around, a lot of falling down. And eventually, Trash gets her dream. She gets yeah. eaten by a whole bunch of cor- uh, old men corpses. There may be some women. Yeah, maybe. Know. You really yeah. can't tell. It's tough to tell. But uh, the punks eventually make it to the moratorium, and they get in. Uh, meanwhile, the paramedics... They're getting into the ambulance, and they get overrun by corpses. And Poindexter Punk and the girl in blue are still in the warehouse as they're getting attacked by zombies. Uh, so they're trying to board up those windows. Bernie yeah, they, goes, they hunker down there for yeah. the majority of the film. Yeah. yeah, they're just kind of like, oh, well, we have two extra characters that we don't really know what to do with. So <laughs> right. we'll just put in, them here. In you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, they, and they have the moment where you realize that not one person in that group really likes each other. She goes, I never really liked you <laughs> in the scene when they could be dying. <laughs> but, hey, listen, man, that's life sometimes. Yep. Not, not everyone's going to like you, unfortunately, and I would know. <laughs> Dan is the uh, the master of people not liking, not liking you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at least I have a reason why people don't like me. Poindexter really didn't have, as far as we know, a reason other than he wore really high pants. Yeah, I guess he was always just trying to get laid, and I guess that could get annoying. Yeah, he's a teenager. Yeah. That's unfortunately what happens when you're a teenager. (laughs) You want to get laid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ernie then decides that he's going to try and see if they can use the ambulance. Um, He goes out there, and he sees the amputee zombie feasting on one of the paramedics. He shoots it right in the head. Doesn't stop it, and then it chases after him on his on their nubs. Oh, it's creepy. It, yeah, I'm picturing it in my head now. It's <laughs> it's real creepy. It's probably the creepiest part of the whole film. Yeah, because I, I, I again I saw the movie, but I I totally forgot about that part, <laughs> and it it kind of took me by surprise. Oh shit, that's that's scary. Um, then the zombies start attacking the moratorium. Start breaking the windows. The group starts boarding up the windows. They retreat to the embalming room, which has a uh, a metal door. Rigamore starts setting in for Frank, Freddie, and Frank. And then at this point, another ambulance shows up and it is immediately taken down by zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the guys waste theme. no time. And then and then Spider once again shows being the smartest one of the group goes. Everyone that comes through there is just gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You can't you can't get anything by spider. Yep. Uh, so zombies start breaking through the boarded windows. Um, the other punk, who I think was Scuzz or something like that. Yes. Um, gets killed by the half lady, half lady zombie. Um, which who they managed to capture for some reason to ask it questions. So they tie it up against one of the the uh, table the table in the embalming room. They put it on the table and then cast Speak with Dead. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. able to ask it five questions. Sure. <laughs> um, so the zombie basically says that being dead is painful, and the only thing that stops the pain is them eating brains. So that's what we learn. And then she is uh, moving around like a weird puppet for the rest of the movie. Yeah, uh, it, but it, at the same time, it's cool because you get an insight into the undead and why they're doing what they're doing. It's not just random killings it's just yeah. you know they're it's, they're in pain she's kind of creepy too yeah and and creepy. you see her you see her boobs yeah they're guess, not great 
They're not better than <laughs> trashes. No, not many are. <laughs> At least in this film. Yeah. Um. So, uh, speaking of trash, she rises again, naked once more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not she, as great. Then she immediately eats a homeless guy. Yeah, I felt bad for that homeless guy because it's like at one at a certain distance, like oh my god, this could be my lucky night. Because <laughs> you got a naked woman coming towards you, and it just it really takes a turn into you know a left turn, and yeah. now you're dead really quickly. Yeah. yeah, but again, he was homeless, so really, is it that big of a deal? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Here at they call this movie, we advocate for the murder of homeless people. <laughs> I, I do not. <laughs> Just, just letting you know. Is it really joke. that big of a deal? <laughs> Don't make that one of the quotes. <laughs> well, now it's definitely one of the quotes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, Dan, I regret Dan flip-flopping more than a politician on here. <laughs> yeah. It's Sweating. not a big deal. I don't I don't advocate killing homeless people. <laughs> yeah. Which Mr. is it, Dan? Dan. <laughs> Mr. Aquino, on the night of October 15th, 2019, you said it's okay that homeless people die. Your uh, your thoughts. I never said that. I, I don't recall that. But uh, no, I don't. I, I'm just joking. I hate how I have to say I'm joking. It should be obvious. <laughs> Assholes. No, no death to anybody. Everyone should just be happy. But if someone's got to go, it should be the homeless. <laughs> All right. So uh, they decide to move Frank and Freddy to the chapel to lock them in as they start to get worse. Um, then the cops show up and they're immediately overrun by zombies. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a reoccurring theme. Yeah. And so that in the, lines up the best line of the movie that you... When he goes over the thing and goes, send more cops. Right. And, and then they do, because they're dumb. Like, yeah, that definitely sounds like one of our... Uh, that's what cops say. Send more cops. <laughs> um, so Tina is in the chapel with Frank and Freddy. Um, and Freddy turns on Tina and tries to eat her brains. Um, but the group, including Bert, Ernie, and Spider... Uh, get there just in time, and they take turns beating Freddy with a pipe. Yep. Until Ernie throws all of their acid in his face. Yeah. Right before that, that was like the plan. Like, right. Oh, we'll just we'll we'll use this acid on all the zombies. Right. And throws the entire thing right in Freddy's face. It's not obviously even a they didn't, yeah, obviously they did not have enough. It was like maybe like three ounces uh, <laughs> of acid. Yeah. Right. It was like a Hagen Dass. Uh... Yeah. Like a not not a pint. Is that that's like a that's a pint, but it was like pint. it was like maybe even half full. Okay. Yeah. That's why I was like, what are you gonna do with that? And then yeah. he just throws it in Freddy's face. And does nothing. Yeah. Well, blinds him. That's, yeah, but it's acid. Come on. <laughs> you would think acid would melt away his face at least. It's just like it, it, it makes it him red. look like yeah, it makes him look like one of the clickers from uh The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Freddy tries to break out. They try boarding up the uh, the chapel room. Ernie breaks his foot while trying to barricade the door, which is uh, one of the weakest. Lame. A pretty like, <laughs> yeah. weak moment that was. You don't um, even see it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't make any. Does he? I don't. I don't know. Like so, they're trying to use one of the um, the pews, I guess, to block the door, mm-hmm. and he like falls, and it's like, oh well, they they dropped it on his foot. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it's, that's it's super lame. Yeah, yeah. What's the 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 one baseball movie where uh, something like a, a ball hits the arm and then he's like, oh, I can't pitch anymore. My arm is broken. Oh no, it's a uh, Caddyshack when the the ball bounces back and hits oh, uh, yeah. Ronnie Dangerfield. <laughs> like, oh, my arm. I think it's broke. It's essentially what happened there. Like he like stubs his toe. Oh no, my foot. It's I think it's broken. broken. <laughs> Christ, not. Would a Nazi do that? Come on. <laughs> Suck so, it up. So Burton and Spider try to make a run for it. They manage to make it to the police car, and they drive to the back to the warehouse. Uh, meanwhile, Tina and Ernie, they hide up in the attic of the moratorium. Frank puts himself in the incinerator, and uh, Bert knocks the tar zombie's head into next week as they head down <laughs> to the basement so they could use the phone. It's pretty great. Uh, Meanwhile, Freddy is trying to get to Tina, 
specifically, and it's trying to get into the attic. Mm-hmm. The cop's barricade is immediately destroyed by the zombies. Um, yeah. And then Bert decides to call the number on the container that was mentioned in the very first scene. Um, Colonel Glover answers the phone. He gets kind of all the information and he tells uh, he tells Bert, don't worry, we have a contingency plan for just such a situation. And his contingency plan is to nuke Louisville. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's not the worst I mean, idea. I mean, it'd be an improvement. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they nuke Louisville, and then they uh, allude to the fact that the nuclear bomb created more acid rain. But it's nothing to worry about. Uh, but it is something to worry about because it just starts the whole process over again. And the same zombie, the same skeletal oh, yeah. zombie with the eyes pops up. They they reuse about thirty seconds worth of footage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the yep. beginning, from the middle of the movie. Yeah, and, yeah uh, I just love the whole fact of when he's taking the notes, the colonel. He's just completely unfazed by everything being said to him. Uh huh. Uh huh. So how many square feet is the cemetery? Yeah. Got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and kudos to Bert for knowing all those answers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Colonel Glover, as soon as he heard what happened, he was like, oh, well, time to nuke it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the psychiatrist in any movie where it's like they're writing down notes and all they're saying is like, he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sense of like, just nuke, 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 just underlining nuke. <laughs> a bigger oh. nuke, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's terrible, nuke. Yeah. At one point he goes, why don't you call us right away? Oh, oh okay, sense. I see. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> I wonder what that answer was. <laughs> well, probably, well, we didn't want to get in trouble. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> we didn't want to ruin my business. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, and the, the colonel goes from being a total hard-ass to being, like, really caring. But I guess because he, he knew he was just going to bomb the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I might as well just make these guys' last moments yeah. sort of yeah. pleasant. And then the movie ends with multiple freeze frames. Yeah, it's not a complete freeze frame ending because it it's not where it ends, but uh, there are a couple that um that that end that end it. There's um Freddy jump jumping into the attic. He breaks through the door. Um, it's a bunch of zombies looking up into the sky, including trash, and then the explosion over the city of Louisville, Louisville, as they like, as they like to say. Jesus. And I think that's it's Louisville. 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 Oh, okay. Louisville Slugger? Is that how it is? Yeah, it's closer. Louisville. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, if, if you say so. I don't say so. Louisville says so. <laughs> We're going to spend the next 20 minutes just pronouncing Louisville. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you try. <laughs> now, everyone all at once. Uh, and that's the end of the return of the living dead. Great movie. Yeah. So silly. 100, 100%. This is one of my favorites. Uh, I'm happy because I'm, I miss reanimator. I'm glad I was here for this one because we, we've picked some pretty good movies for this 31 days of horror. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I'm really happy with their crop. Um, uh, we'll see what comes out of our final one. That's the poll that's going up on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, no, this was a fun one. I haven't watched this one in a while. I'm glad we uh, decided to watch this one again. Um, final thoughts on uh, the Return of the Living Dead? I don't have any. I don't have any trivia or anything like that today. Yeah, and I don't feel like this movie really warrants a. How would you make it better? Nope. No. Um, I I I like what they did with the zombie genre here because again, you know, it really wasn't played out at that point. There wasn't a, a zombie movie every year uh, coming out. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I love this movie. I, I like the, the punk aspect to it. I love the characters. The characters are all so funny. Um, they And they're all unique. None of them, even like the whole punk group, they're not just all punks, you know? Mm-hmm. So like we said suicide is really just kind of, he's a softy at heart. You know, he, he wants to be understood. And, and Trash is just this... She's a rebel, you know, probably a nymphomaniac. Uh, Spider's smart. He keeps his cool about him. Everyone, I just, I like, again, Bert is probably one of my, Ernie was cool until I found out that he is a Nazi sympathizer or himself a Nazi. Um, yeah, and Bert is just, he's just funny. 
constantly yelling at people. I love it. Yep. Mark, this is your first time watching it, so I'm more, most interested in your take on this. Yeah. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Um, it it's right, right up my alley in terms of, of horror movies here, where um, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It has some moments where I can laugh at, especially the little model town that they do right before the nuclear bomb explosion, um, which, which had me do the literal LOL. Um, in my room here, uh, the whole movie was a fun, a fun watch. Like I didn't even, I'm going through it going, oh, this movie's been on a while, hasn't it? You know, not even really thinking about it, uh, because it was that they kept the, they kept the pace up. Like there was not too much slowdown. And I think it goes to the point that I know Dan sounded a little annoyed by it, but I think all the screaming and yelling back and forth is what kind of kept the energy up for me. You know, it always made everything feel like it was at 11 for the entire movie, mm-hmm. which in those situations, it should always be at 11. Sure. That makes sense. You know, there shouldn't be any calm down. OK, let's talk about this rationally. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do here? No, it's like it's like Spider. No, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Let's get to those cars and let's leave. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. I I agree. I think uh, I think it's just more of a personal preference. Just constantly yelling. Yeah. It, it, it could be. wears on me after a while. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was entertaining. Like most of these movies that we watch this time of year, I'm never really like a hundred percent disappointed in something unless if I sort of know it's coming. You know, kind of like um, you know, like the last movie we did of the ones that we're doing this month is probably going to end up being the most disappointing. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street two. But um, yeah, yeah, I had a good time with this, and I'm glad I finally saw it in full after kind of seeing stills and bits and pieces of it over the years mm-hmm. what about you and how do you feel about it um i had a lot of fun with this i wouldn't uh it's a lot of fun it's probably one of the better horror comedies out there mm-hmm. um because it does both really well i think that's one of the major things about um horror comedies it's sure it's fine to get like the comedy right but it also has to be like a worthwhile horror which i think a lot of horror comedies fail to do that that's why they don't work all the time. Um, but this one does it really well. Um, it really hits that campy, campy vibe really well. As I mentioned, it's, it just feels like this is this is a punk rock zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, right down to the music and obviously a lot of the characters are punk rock. But just its attitude is like 80s punk rock. Yeah, I love it, that it, it fits. It really yeah. fits. Yeah, I, I, I am glad we did this one. Yeah. Um, it's probably too good for uh, our usual aesthetic, but as we say, you, we usually like to take October off and watch some cult cult favorites. Yeah, and at the same like, it's not a good movie in terms right. of you know a cinematic masterpiece, but it's you, this is a movie where you can get together with some friends on Halloween and just you know make fun of it and have a good time and hang out. Yeah, and and you get to look at. A naked woman with thigh high, you know, socks on. How do you go wrong? You can't. <laughs> there you go. That's can't the, I go if, wrong with thigh high socks? Right. If if you take anything away from this podcast, it's that you're gonna get thigh high socks. And maybe that's <laughs> not your thing. And if that's and if that's how you feel, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> there you I'm go. Dan Aquino with They Called This a Movie, and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yep. Uh, excellent. Yeah, that was, I think that's uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us. You guys got any plugs? Yeah, of course. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dequino122. Follow Stranger Damies as well at Stranger Damies, and on Instagram at Stranger Damies. And that is it for me. Nice and quick. Yeah. Uh, so Stranger Damies, as mentioned, um, new episode aired yesterday. Uh, so we're getting near the end of our last session, and we're going to be actually recording our Halloween one-shot um, that comes out every year uh, here, uh, which is uh, DM'd by Anthony. Uh, so it's a nice special treat for me to get on the other side of the table uh, for a few hours. Um, and then this will all lead up right to Extra Life, where we do a live session of Stranger Damies. Um, the date for that is uh, November 16th. We start at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and go... Straight through 24 hours to uh, 9 a.m. You know the next day. Uh, you can currently donate at uh, tinyurl.com/extralife4. 
with the number four. Um, and we will be live on twitch.tv slash the main Uh So just be in chat there. If you can't donate, that's absolutely fine. Um, just appreciate the support in any way you can. But um, if you do have the means uh, to donate, um, all proceeds go to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, uh, which is a great cause that we've been doing this for uh, the last four years to benefit. So just, uh, you know, go in there. Um, and uh, we, we're, we hope, hope to have a good time. We're going to try and run the spectrum of things um, as much as we can. And maybe with a couple more bodies in play, there'll be a little different energy than the last couple of years uh, here. Uh, so, yeah. So tune in once again. It's November 16th, 9 a.m. Um, and, yeah, hope you donate. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, so this is They Called Some Movie. And you can find us at theycallthisamovie.podbean.com or on any podcast streaming app you can find. We're on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Anywhere you get your pods, we're probably on there. Uh, we are themaindamie.com. That is the main site. Uh, as mentioned, this is 31 Days of Horror, so we are doing a whole bunch of articles this month, um, all devoted to horror movies. And you can find uh, some updates on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the main Damie. That is us. That is how to get a hold of us. Um, this podcast is also on the streaming, uh, the stream for uh, Geek Vibes Nation, and they are available at gbnation.com as well as Geek Vibes Nation on all the social media platforms. Uh, they got a whole bunch of other shows. Uh, we have Stranger Damies airing there as well as the Game Vault podcast also on there. Um, and they also have other shows that we don't have anything to do with. Um, some great shows that um, if no matter what your interests are, you could probably find a show for you. That's Geek Vibes Nation. Um, if you want to uh, send us an email, if you have anything you want to say, any comments, questions, uh, recommendations, uh, hit us up at the main at gmail.com. My personal Twitter is at Ant Delvec, and I think that's gonna wrap us up. So, uh, this has been the return of the Living Dead, and the director of Return of the Living Dead is Dan O'Bannon. So, for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Lavecchio telling Dan O'Bannon to go fuck himself. <laughs>